Well, another week goes by in the NBL. Some of it was wonderful. Some of it was downright weird. It was all interesting. And NBL champion Damon Lowry is here to chop it all up. He's hot on the Hawks. He's got a theory on the Taipans. And we're going to cast it on early off to a throwdown on Thursday. That's coming up on NBL Man. Great to have you with us. It's a Tuesday. The rounds roll on again. We're moving into round 11 in the Hungry Jacks NBL. Joel Peterson and Damon Lowry with you. Morning, Damon. JP, my man. NBL 24 is out of control. It's It's got a little bit of everything. Uh, some of it maybe not what the doctor ordered up along the way, but uh, it has been good fun uh, as we, we sort of round and, and start to cast an eye into another round of hoops. Uh, just sort of your thoughts on the weekend that was gone. Who won the weekend for you? It was a lot of great performances over the weekend. That round had a bit of everything. But if I had to give my my tip, my pick for who won the weekend, the Hawks. The Illinois Hawks. Now, JP, I'm the unofficial, self-imposed spokesperson for the Illinois Hawks. And what they did to the Perth Wildcats was nothing short of sensational. They showed so much ticker in that game, man. I can't believe it. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, it I must admit, it was the one result that uh, when I saw it sort of on the phone, checking the scores, I thought, oh, gee, that's not exactly what I expected. Uh, for our for our friends listening via the audio medium, Damon, you're going to have to explain the, the hawk that you, that literal, a, f- a physical plush hawk that you held up. What's the story behind the hawk? Weird coincidence, this this little hockey is up, let's see, 2001. So it's 23 years old, this little hawk. Just keep it around. You know, the kids like playing with it when they were little. And um, I just thought, what a good, what a good little um good little toy to bring out. Just just to give the other wild hawks some love. Just never know when you, you never know when those kind of things will come in handy. What what impressed you with their performance? Look, I don't know if um I've ever seen a team rally. Behind the coach before like this. Like all the turmoil they've been through, we and we know everybody's had their say and everybody's put the boots in. For Justin Tatum to have never coached grown men, to come in off the bench, not even the lead assistant, like the second or third assistant, what he has got this team to do and buy in is unbelievable. Like, I don't know, he might be Coach Carter. I'm I'm watching the Hawks on the bench. And they are the most enthusiastic 12 dudes I've seen in a long time. It's like watching a college team that just hit a buzzer beater in March Madness. They are up and about playing with so much energy. And you can't help but just respect the absolute crap out of Justin Tatum and what he's done to that team. He's also, he might be the Tyler Harvey whisperer. I've never seen Tyler Harvey play with so much poise before. Not that he could do it. But he just didn't do it very often. Where now, under Justin, under Justin's leadership, Tyler's a new man. He got six and seven assists that game. Took the right shots at the right time, and it's just it's just been good to watch. We know what a weapon Tyler Harvey can be if it can be channeled in the right direction. Uh, it could really be something. Um, coming out of Sunday's games, Damon, the the two, I guess, the other team in New South Wales didn't have such a a great run of things. The Sydney Kings, um. Do you, do you think people are questioning the king? Are people starting to look at the man sitting on the throne, pointing at his crown and going, hmm, where's he got all this authority from? Should I still be listening to this fella in, in bossing me around? What, what do you make of their situation at the moment? Oh, yeah. That crown, 
nothing like they used to, is it? Now, we said earlier that Sydney hadn't had a big scout, just hadn't been able to take one. They go into cruise control, and I, I watched that game, and it's almost like when Austin Powers lost his mojo. They're not the same kings. I don't know what's going on with them guys. Like, to, to let the Mel Southeast Melbourne Phoenix come into their building in the Kudos Bank Arena and run up the score on them tells me there's something lacking in the Sydney Kings, and a three-peat is looking far, far away. Need to get out the polish and uh, just start to clean up that crown. Um, speaking of taking a scalp, though, the team that beat them and did it pretty handily in southeast Melbourne, they needed to do the same. That was a really impressive performance, especially considering the week they'd had coming off the Craig Moller injury into releasing Will Cummings. That was that was really impressive stuff. Talk about turmoil. Talk about adversity going into a game. Ruben Tarangi, congratulations on being a father, man. All the best to the fan. Happy Father's Day. To lose Craig Mulder, we've already spoken about. Will Cummings, who was in his last game at 15 points in a week. And they show up to Kudos Bank Arena. And Mitch Creek, he just put his cake on. He goes, don't forget for a second that I am Mitchell Creek, the Horsham Pit Bull. And he led from the front 33 massive points. And a massive shout out to Matt Kenyon playing his role. Getting on the glass, giving them extra possessions. An even bigger shout out to Reese Bay, of somebody who I said early in the season needed to have a big year for these guys. And Reese came in and got 12 points in about 12 minutes. They're going to need more of that out of him for, as the season goes on. Couldn't be more impressed with Southeast Melbourne Phoenix because I also said there was that dog. It looked tough. Maybe just wanted a little pat on the, on the, on the belly. Well, they, they got their big scalp on the road under trying conditions. And now it sets us up perfectly, Joel, for the next throw down. Absolutely, it does. They got the teeth out, uh, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. I think you compared them to a staffy. They might, we might have to revisit those dog comparisons, Damon, because they might be in for a. Uh, the, the, the species might have evolved for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um, they do take on Melbourne on Thursday night. It kicks off round 11, a throwdown at John Kane Arena. Uh, they look pretty menacing on Sunday, Melbourne United, back to full strength and. Yeah, they, they had uh, Brisbane for Sunday lunch. What did you make of uh, United's performance? Yeah, Melbourne United did what they had to do. They had a training run. The league scheduled a training run in the middle of the round, and they handled business. The Gladiator, CG43, went absolutely mental in the second quarter, and uh, they just ran away with it. Brisbane just doesn't didn't have enough bullets in the gun. Simple as that. So I don't know how much preparation that is going into this throwdown. But we know who the, who the Melbourne United are. We know exactly who they are. They top of the ladder for a reason. And this throwdown, now it's extra spicy. Because the last throwdown, for those out there listening and watching who didn't see it, United took care of business. Big Adam, Big Sauce Williams, and JLA, that battle, it went to JLA. Sauce is coming off of a big game. A massive game in Sydney. I still like to see him still record a little longer. But he's going to need to be on the court at least 30-plus minutes to battle with JLA. So this, this is going to be one of the more spicy throwdowns. I can't wait. It's going to be really, really tasty. So Melbourne United by 15 the first time they met and by 9 the last time they met. So that sets the table for Thursday pretty well. Of course, uh, all the, the build-up to that via the NBL app and via nbl.com.au throughout the week. 
Uh, a weird weekend for the Cairns Taipans, Damon. The Thursday night uh, debacle with the delay and the shot clock, and uh, we know the NBL's uh, investigating and reviewing the processes that, that went on there. And then they took the trip to Adelaide on Saturday night and uh, just for, were faced with a permeable Adelaide defense that has holes absolutely everywhere, racked up 116 points. Taj McCall had a, had a field day. Um, you've got a theory on, on Cairns and the way they're operating. I do. I mean, they had 116 points. I don't know if they would have that many points in them. But then again, like we said, the 36ers defense is like my grandmother's teeth. Just holes all over the place. But my theory, Joe, or the Kansas type is, they only, they only perform when their backs are firmly against the wall. They're so tiny. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're average. You can't get a read on them. But as soon as you embarrass them or humiliate them or they do something that makes them upset, they come out with a vengeance. Almost a little bit like what Tasmania Jack Trump used to do last year. Their backup game was always their best game. So if the Kansas Taipans can just come out to start the game with that same focus as if they've been offended, I think they can be more consistent. We saw what they did to the Melbourne United. We saw what they can do on the road. But they seem like they, they can't string them along. It's almost like they get comfortable with the result. And then they have to wait to get upset again. It's going to be uh, there. There's just such a fun team to watch. I mean, the, the chaos that they play with during the game, it almost sort of extends to the, throughout the course of their season as well. In the words of Adam Ford, it's a beautiful chaos. But I'm sure he's getting a little bit sick of up and down, up and down. And got to give a big shout out to the next star, Bobby Clinton. Good grief. I mean, that first half of his, if his stuff don't go up in the draft, then something's wrong. And obviously... The backcourt bully, Patrick Miller, and Sergio McCall. I mean, 15 assists. Who does that? Who drops that many dollars in the game? Sensational performance by those dudes. I'm not going to uh, mention too much about American football, Damon, but uh, he, he was touted as the linebacker by the Cairns Taipans during the week, Pat Miller, and uh, he certainly proven to be that. Uh, the other side of the coin was the Sixers. So first game under new coach, Scott Nimmit, Scott Ninnis. Uh, they give up 116 down the stretch. Their offense didn't look uh, all that systematic, shall we say. What did you make of Adelaide's performance? First, I want to say, when we were scouting this first got the job and I was on the pod, I couldn't remember, but Scott did have those two. He coached this team before. Head coach, two seasons. Um, apologies for that to my ex-assistant coach, Scotty. But that team, what he's inherited is almost like a soulless group a soulless group outside of Jacob Wadi's energy, which is 24-7, 365, 366 in a league year. Outside of Trader Flowers' energy, even though he had a, it's probably his worst game, I still like his energy. The rest of that group is a collective job. They look soulless to me. Like, what do you guys stand on? And I don't want to go down that path to give the 36ers because, you know, they are who they are at this point. But I would I thought I was gonna see more fight. Just like the Illawarra Hawks have totally rallied around Justin Tatum. This team is not rallied around Scott Nittis. And I don't know if they ever will. So disappointing at home to be able to do that and give up so many points. So I don't know what to say about those guys. In front of eight thousand nine hundred and forty-five fans as well. So people are still turning up at the Adelaide Entertainment Center, but they will not do it forever.
Uh, the last thing we wanted to touch on, Damon, is you're an honorary member. You're the, the card-carrying ticket holder of the Little Big Man Club. We had uh, the battle between Jordan Crawford and Parker Jackson Cartwright on Saturday night. The game went the, the way of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers by 17. What about your points decision in the, the battle of the Little Big Man? Ah, you know I've got a soft spot for the, for the diminutive dudes. And that one, I feel torn about PJC over here who's been balling out. I knew I had a feeling that Jordan Crawford would step up in the absence of Milton Doyle. Milton Doyle, shout out to him, what he's going through with his family. I figured the stage is now set. Jordan Crawford doesn't have to defer nowhere near as much as, it, as he did when Milton was there. And it was two giants, little giants, going at it. And the chocolates went to my man, the president of the Little Big Man Society, Jordan Crawford, 30th, 30th piece, with the dub. On the road. And he's still making moves that will throw out the average man's carpenters. I don't know what he's doing half the time with some of those moves, but it's been beautiful to watch. I don't think he knows what he's doing half the time. And that's that's the beauty of watching uh, Jordan Crawford throughout the course of the season. He's uh, he's so much fun to watch and going to continue to be throughout the course of this weekend. Damon, uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing it all unfold and seeing the build-up to this uh, throwdown on Thursday night in particular. Thanks for your company and uh, look forward to it. Enjoying a weekend of hopes with you. Always a pleasure. NBL 24 is a wild reality TV show. It just keeps delivering. And of course, uh, for all the news that it's delivering, stay tuned to the NBL app and nbl.com.au. And of course, more from NBL Now in your feed throughout the course of the week.